0: It be the name of the Lord, hallelujah. Welcome everyone to the house of the Lord this afternoon. Great to see everyone out, those watching by means of the live stream. Welcome you uh, this afternoon to Christ Family Church. Praise the name of the Lord. There is no name greater than Jesus, hallelujah. So thankful today for that name to know we can call on that name at any time, hallelujah. So we just welcome each and every one this afternoon. So thankful for you to be here, and I know that the Lord is going to move in a mighty way. I know he is. Hallelujah. I praise his name. I thank him already for what he's going to do in today's service. All right. Hallelujah. Because, because I, I've just been believing it, and it's now time to receive what the Lord has for us today. Hallelujah. So I thank the Lord and claim it. That's right, sis. We're claiming it today. Hallelujah. And I know each and every one of us. Uh, needs uh, to receive from the Lord today. There's not any one of us that's in this house that does not need to receive something from Him. And if we'll just open our heart and our minds to Him and just give Him praise and glory, He's going going to be here with us. He's already here. We just need to receive what He has for us today. Can you say amen?
1: amen?
0: Amen. Amen. All right, some announcements this afternoon. Today, of course, is the first Sunday of the month. So, we will have our missions offering here momentarily. So, remember that as we receive for the mission field. And uh, this not only goes for missions around the world, but we are uh, helping also uh, missions here at home. I don't remember the name. Do they have a name? Sober life. sober life. Sober Life? We are helping Sober Life, uh, the mission here that's out of um, Cross Point. Uh, right up there in Franklin and this is uh, also something that uh, that is going uh, tremendously and matter of fact uh, Pastor Perry uh, was here the other uh, week at the fellowship meeting thanking Christ Family Church for our support uh, in that effort because there are those who need uh, this help and uh, the uh, brethren that uh, is overseeing this, uh, he is touched by the Lord, he's anointed by the Lord and it's yes. working in a mighty way people yes. need Help from the Lord, and it helps uh, for those who have been in the shoes and situation that the, that those folks have been in uh, to help them. So uh, remember that our missionary offer will be taken up later. Also, we are collecting snacks for school. Uh, this is an outreach that we uh, we have decided to do. That the schools have uh, already started or will be starting. There's a slide there that talks about it. Uh, it's there's a little poster that's up by uh, a box outside. We're going to be uh, either taking uh, donations or money. If you don't want to stop and get anything, you can uh, definitely give us a donation through uh, the 20th of this month uh, just so that we can get some snacks together because it's like the, uh, it says here to assist the teachers who are often uh, buy snacks out of their own pockets. A lot of times the teachers do that uh, as an effort to, to give the kids something. So we just want to be an outreach, a voice, Uh, Let them know that Christ Family Church in the community is thinking of them and helping them in this effort. So uh, next time you go to the store and uh, pick up uh, uh, some snacks and uh, put it in the bin out there if you don't mind, and we will be delivering those to the school. So that's what we're doing. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought about that myself. Uh, Just try to stay away from anything peanut because peanut allergy is very severe and real. And so just anything with peanuts, avoid. And that way, that you know, they won't have to take it out and uh, do away with it. So, Because a lot of children these days, is has a peanut allergy. So we all understand that, right? So uh, just avoid the peanuts. Crying shame, you can't have peanut butter and jelly in school. But <laughs> that's the day and time we live in. <laughs> yeah, all right. And I uh, also want us to remember two weeks from today, two weeks from today, <coughs> We're going to have our fellowship breakfast from 9 to 9.45. And so uh, remember that, come at 9 o'clock in the morning to 9.45. We're going to have some good food. Uh, Sister Wanda, it is not a Shoney's Buffet, (laughs) all right? It's not the Shoney's Buffet. It's it's Pastor Sammy's biscuits and sauces, okay? (laughs) But... But remember that. Uh, come out to, for the fellowship. We have a good time right before Sunday school and have have a little food uh, right before Sunday school on the 20th. I don't see any birthdays or anniversaries this week, so that's wonderful. Nobody's getting any older this week. So just remember Bible study this coming Wednesday, 7 p.m. Uh, Be here for that Bible study at 7 p.m. Very important to to get a teaching of the the Word in. Uh, This past Wednesday, we had our uh, monthly prayer meeting. Uh, Thankful for that. We always need to be just have ourselves in a state of mind of prayer. We never need to get out uh, of just talking to the Lord and being a constant prayer. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe that is all of the announcements for today. In our devotion, we're going to be going to the book of Psalm, chapter 8. We're going to read verse 1 through 5. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm, chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, reads like this. "O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. How many knows that the Lord will use those who are deemed just the, the least among us, the weakest among us, to ordain strength? A Verse 3 said, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. He created everything. What is man? that you are mindful of Him. Out of everything that that we see, the glory of God and His creation, out of all all of the moon and the stars and you travel around, many people have gone on vacation. Maybe if you haven't been on vacation, maybe you've seen videos of, you know, the Great Smoky Mountains or uh, one of the national parks that just is set aside for the beauty and the glory and a wonder. Uh, of how it exists and, and what you can see the waterfall, Niagara Falls uh, up there in Buffalo, New York all these wonders that it is, is here because of Almighty he, he ordained that and created that He told the, you may have went to the ocean but do you know He told the waves where to stop the waves stopped not because the sand got so high the waves stopped because God said this is where you'll stop hallelujah So verse four said, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Hallelujah. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? Can I tell you today that you are on the mind of Jesus? You're on his mind. Hallelujah. He's mindful of your every need. He is mindful of you. And furthermore, he wants to visit with you today. Hallelujah. He wants to visit with each and every one. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful. I feel His presence already. I know the Lord wants to visit with each and every one today. Hallelujah. Will you receive, hallelujah, Him today? Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Yes, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And verse 5 says, For you have made Him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned Him with glory and honor. This afternoon as we stand and we get ready to worship these next few moments, hallelujah. Let's let's not be thinking about any other thing but praising the Almighty, hallelujah. giving, Giving Him praise and glory. My focus for this next few moments of time is just to praise Him because I want Him to come visit with me. I want to create an atmosphere where He is willing to just Open the gates of heaven. Hallelujah. And let the fire fall down on us this afternoon. Hallelujah. I know we need something from the Lord today. Let's stand and give the Lord a hand clap of praise as a praise team comes. And worship the Lord wholeheartedly today. Hallelujah.
2: you've been going through, whatever oppression the devil's trying to put on you, Jesus has said it will leave right now if you receive his presence, hallelujah, it's through the Holy Spirit, it's through the Holy Spirit, we need to let go and let God, whatever whatever you've been going through, maybe you just need to walk out around the church, you need to let the devil know this afternoon that you're not going to take it no more that you're going to receive the presence of the Lord and claim victory and freedom in your life. Jesus is here. As I continue to sing, let's let the presence of the Lord have his way. Hallelujah. Thank
3: Cause you're worthy of it all
0: he's worthy of it all they sing that song he his, it's his breath in our lungs it's his breath we may be going through different situations within our lives right nobody no two folks are the same here I don't know what everyone's going through the devil has definitely been on the attack. He's he's been definitely trying to come against not only uh, Christ Family Church, but I know the Kingdom of God as a whole, which we are in the Kingdom of God. He he's fighting very hard right now, and a lot of times we sense that, we feel that in our bodies, we get we have sickness or whatever issues going on. But remember this: whatever happens to us. Whatever we go through, that's that's just temporary. It's just in the flesh right now. The devil can't take our breath. Woo! He don't have the authority to take our breath. Hallelujah. Our breath is from the Lord. And the Lord says when it's time. Amen. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what you're facing, no matter if you feel like you're at your wit's end right now, you're not. You still have breath in your body to praise Him. And this right here is evidence when you praise Him through your circumstance, through your situation, His presence is going to be right there. Hallelujah. He's going to open doors now like you've never seen before. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the circumstance. Hallelujah. Worry about that breath that's within you. Hallelujah. Just praise Him. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time Hallelujah. Let's give him one half cup of praise. Hallelujah.
2: <laughs>
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated if you can. Uh we will my the uh the Lord had his way, and I know the time's got on, but we will go ahead and uh ask the blessings for the tithes and, and offering, missionary offering this week. Uh, and so we will do that at this time. Praise the name of the Lord. Never I just never want to cut the presence of the Lord off or something like that. See, you know, I I just I, I just want the Lord just to continually have his way, so praise the name of the Lord. But we'll just receive the tithes and offering. For this week heavenly father we thank you for your presence father right now lord as we receive the tithes and offer and missionary offering lord we ask lord that it just goes for the furthest of your kingdom around the world protect the missionaries open the doors for the missionaries not only here locally father but around the world we know that all things are possible with you let all praise and glory come back in the mighty name of jesus and everybody said Amen, amen. God bless you as you give this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you. praise his holy name. We are going to go ahead and change order the service right now, get a uh, pastor on up here. So we are going to stand and do our meet and greet, dismiss for children's church this afternoon. Praise the name of the Lord. It feels so good just being here
2: again. It feels so
0: Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Well, as Brother Jackie Searcy used to say, ain't God good? Give him a hand clap. What in the world can you say about a powerful move of God like that? It just—we had—we had a uh, one of those suddenly today. You remember reading the second chapter of Acts when suddenly we had that wind blow through here today, and uh, I'm just amazed, and I'm so thankful. For what God is doing in people's lives. And we've experienced enough of these. I feel like that you know know me or you should know me by now that I don't I don't feel like I have to preach, but I've got something. That God definitely wants to talk you, today. And since, for the most of us, we're you're you're only in the house of God one 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 day a week,
0: not even and
1: not even we won't even be back tonight. So, I think I think we can afford to to stay with the Spirit of God just a little while today to hear what God wants us to say. And I'm I'll promise you. Uh I don't want to have to preach what I'm fixing to preach. Because after everything that is transpired, pastors fixing to come on and throw a wet, wet blanket on all of it. Back at to be the beginning of this week. Uh through prayer, there was a particular man that God put on my heart and I felt a warning spirit uh, about this particular individual and all no, the man that I'm talking about is not in the, in the house today so don't be spending your time trying to figure out who I'm talking about. But This message began with what God put on my mind about him. And I had to tell the Lord I was sorry about this message because I haven't preached on this in a long, long time. Because it's something that we don't like to talk about. And it's a subject that most churches don't never talk about. Especially the modern modern day pastor. Because everybody's into doing a feel good message. But everything you read in the Bible, if you read it all and you don't call none of it, there's going to be some things in there that ain't going to make you feel too good. So I stand behind this desk. I know, and I, I, I'm I, I'm tired in body. I thought I was gonna fall off that stool back there. We kept on, kept on. Poor Chris came out of here with holding his arm, <laughs> hitting those sticks along. And uh, but uh, when the power of God moves, you got to move with it. Amen. So I'm asking you to to bear with me because God. I, God has spoken to me about a few people in the, in this congregation that, that are here today. And I know some of you have been going through some tough stuff. And the reason why it is is the enemy is fighting you because the enemy knows what God's got planned for you. Francisco, God's got his hand on you. A long time ago when I paid you a visit one day God showed me that he has called you for something and that's why the enemy wants to keep you bound and make you feel unworthy but God has got a work for you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's some others in here today. And I'm asking you just to be open to the presence of God as I begin to preach this message. I'm going to be going to the book of Luke chapter 12 verses number 4 and 5. And I say unto you, now, The words on the screen is not in red, but this is the words of Jesus in your Bible. And I say unto you, friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you shall fear. Fear him which after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Now those of you that went through the teaching of pastor uh, a few months back when I was teaching on what happens after death, you know that that word hell in the King James Version you have to, to take the time to look up what it's talking about because hell and those words mean different things. And that word hell right there is is not Hades in the Greek or the or the place of the party spirits, but that word hell right there is Gehenna. It means fire. It means fire. So Jesus says don't ever be afraid of somebody that can just kill your body because if they take your life, there's nothing else they can do. But Jesus, I'm giving you a warning. You better feel the one that after he has killed the body, hath power to cast into hell. Heavenly Father, We come to you today and we're so privileged to be in your presence and you have blessed so many people. You've already done a miraculous thing. You've already worked the miraculous. But I know I wouldn't even attempt normally to speak today, Lord. But I know you want this word spoken out today. So help me. And open up the hearts for people here and those watching online, in Jesus' name. Let everybody say, and God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to speak to you on a, t- a subject titled "There's Nothing as Bad as Hell." Like I said, I hadn't preached on hell in a long, long time, and. I- I felt like I needed to tell the Lord I was sorry when he was giving me this. And I have entitled this, There's Nothing As Bad As Hell. Now, I done told you, you know, I, I'm sorry. I've thrown a wet blanket on everything God's done so far. But I know there will be fruits come out of this if everybody received this the way God wants you to receive it. So we all got memories and bygone days. And you know what I'm talking about. Those, we all got those days that you, had, you think, well, I'd rather just be dead than have to go through that particular situation again. Hey, I, I've been there. I mean, I've been there. I, I've had some bad things so bad I thought, you know, I'd just rather just go on did have to go through. I mean, that's that's some bad stuff. And I think we all have done that. Uh, but if for you to get the full picture of this message that God has given me today, I've got to bring up in your mind what you consider the worst thing that's ever happened to you. I need you to bring it up in your mind just, if, if just for a moment and to understand whatever it is, that you feel like is the worst thing that's ever happened to you, God sent me to tell you today that hell's going to be 10,000 times as worse than that. Hell will be 10 times as bad as any bad day you've ever had. Now, I went on Google. I don't know what preachers would do. Uh, 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 20 years ago, didn't have Google. Sure makes my job easier. (laughs) But I Googled what people considered the worst thing that ever happened. And I'm surprised I found a top ten list. Listen this quickly. These are the top ten things that most people think was the worst thing that could be that could happen to them. Number one, being buried alive. Imagine it. You're buried below ground in a coffin in pitch darkness, slowly suffocating. And that, sadly, that has happened Some some people you know, years ago before the days of embalming and all that stuff. You know, they have dug up people and they, they, they have found at the top of the coffin the material scratched off and, and all that where they were buried alive. That has happened. The next thing is losing a child by abduction, not knowing where they are and if they are being mistreated. Man, that, that's got to be something bad if you're a parent. The next thing is being raped. Now, I can't even imagine how it would have the impact, how that would impact somebody who's had to experience that. It's something that's bad. The next thing is being incarcerated for life. Having to hear those iron bars clanging shut behind you and know you'd never see the light of the day again. Number five is seeing the love of your life in the arms of someone else. Now they say it's kind of like experiencing death there. Number six, losing your eyesight. No longer able to see the colors of life. Number seven, losing a job. Wondering how you will provide for your family. The eighth thing, coming down with a terminal illness, all the suffering and the confinement and the knowledge of imminent death coming your way. Being put to death for a crime that you didn't commit. That's pretty heavy there. And sadly we know that's happened too. Strapped to a gurney, and you laying there and watching that poison being inserted into the IV. That's got and you know inside that you was not guilty of what they're doing this to you for. The tenth being trapped in a burning car or a burning house and can't get out and burning alive. That's the top ten list that I found of the worst things could ever happen to somebody. Now, all these things are horrendous, but I'm telling you today, if you had all of those things happen to you in the same seven-day period of a week, all of them put together would not be as bad as hell is going to be. Hell will be 10,000 times worse than all of that put together. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you don't believe this, it's best you start believing it now. And I believe as we as Christian people, if we really believed it, we would be a lot more busy trying to talk to our family and friends to get them in the house of God and get them saved. Hallelujah. Because let me tell you something, God didn't just call preachers to be soul winners. God, if you ever been saved, he didn't save you, just send you to heaven. He saved you to lead somebody else. Because hell is real. And there's nothing as bad as hell. The first point I want to talk about is that hell is a place far more frightful than we could ever imagine. Now we all understand the meaning of fear. And most of us haven't experienced fear at some point in our life. People of all walks of life deal with phobias daily. People got to fear confinement, you know, uh, fear of heights or whatever. A lot of people deal with those phobias and possibly could give some, some of you could probably give, give some fears that you've had but probably cause a heart to, to skip a beat. Amen. But when I talk about hell, it's a place more frightful than anyone could dream up or imagine, even Steven Spielberg. He's come up with some hairy stuff. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you what, even his mind can't come up with nothing as heinous and frightful as hell is. Because... It's a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's how the Bible describes hell, a place of weeping and gnashing. Let's look at Luke chapter 13, verses 20, beginning at verse 24. Jesus said, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter and not be able. When once the master of the house has risen and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open unto us, then he will answer you, I do not know you where you come from. Oh, hallelujah, but you're still knocking. Then you will begin to say, Lord, we ate and drank in your presence. I never did miss an all-day service and dinner on the ground. Oh, Lord, I have eaten in your presence. Amen. You you have taught in our streets as you're still knocking. But he said, "I, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. Glory to God in that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth uh, when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob uh, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God but yourself cast out. Uh, I fully believe today that those of us make it to heaven. Uh, We won't know any of our family or friends that didn't make it. God's going to take it away because it wouldn't be heaven. Uh, Amen to you. Uh, Amen if you knew about somebody in your family wasn't there. But it's going to be different on the other side Amen. people on the other side they're going to look across that gulf and they're going to be able to see like he said Abraham and Isaac you're going to see everybody join the presence of God but you have been cast out let's talk about this thing gnashing of teeth the phrase gnashing of teeth is found several places in the Bible And it's used exclusively in reference to the final judgment of sinners where it's combined with either weeping or wailing. The Greek phrase for gnashing of teeth literally means grinding one's teeth together. It represents extreme pain and agony. My, hell's going to be a place like that. It's also going to be a place of of black darkness. Let's go to Jude verses 12 and 13. These are spots in your love feast where they feast with you without fear. That's akin to what Jesus said in the last part we had. He said because you have Uh, uh, we have eaten your presence and we have been there and all that. And now Jude says, these are spots in your love feast while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. I don't know how anybody could come to the house of God and sit and view what happened here this morning and have it not change you. Amen. But there are some people who just all they want to do is put on a show, and they will they will sit right there among you without any fear, and they'll just, you know, I don't understand that. I really don't. He said, Jews said, these are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. Wow, Lord. Raging waves of the sea. Foaming up their own shame. Wandering stars for whom is reserved. Notice this now. Is reserved the blackness of darkness. Blackness of darkness. I have been, I wonder, has anybody ever been somewhere sometime where it was just plain pitch black? I remember... Experience that I didn't like talking about fearful uh back in the eighties when i when I first went uh, went when I went over to Haiti and we traveled out of the the main city where there's all kind of lights and everything but once we crossed over the mountain and got into the the wooded area where we was ministering to people, we came out uh of the building where we had church service one night. moon was not shining that night. And uh, so help me! It was so dark. I held my hand up right here, and I could not see it. I could not see it, and that don't make you feel good when, in the distance, you can hear drums beating. And I looked at Bro Penrod, and I says, "What's them drums?" He said, "Them are voodoo drums." He said, "Sometimes I've had him try to come and cast spirit." And I've had witches from kind of cat spirits on me. You can hear all of that and imagine now. You hearing them voodoo drums. You don't know if one of them's got one of them little dolls look like you and they fix fix a stick of pen in it or Hallelujah. And I then I held my hand up like that and I couldn't see it. So help me, I could not see it. That that, that close in front of my phone made me want to say, Mama. Glory, hallelujah. That's darkness. But that's going to be, the, that's a place that's reserved for all these people who's been stubborn and refused to yield to the grace and the mercy and the love of God. And then it's a place of no rest. Have you ever, have you ever been so tired and wore out and every time you try to get some rest, something else comes up. You just say, behind the world am I ever going to get through this day. You know, hell's going to be an eternity of not having no rest. I want to read the scripture uh, found in Revelation chapter uh, 14, I believe it is, verses 9, beginning at verse 9. Listen to this. Then a third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, and let me tell you something. I don't know if some of you might be of the of the flavor when ministers preach. And teach about we are here at the end time, it's whether or not you're one of them who says, "Well, you know, they've said that for generations." You better you better wake up and smell the coffee, because see, those religious people when Jesus came on the scene, and He was trying to do what the Bible said the Messiah would do, but there were some in Jerusalem and Galilee and everywhere else at all. We've been hearing Messiah's going to come for generations. He ain't come yet, but I want you to know something: it's already this beast system is already in the making. It's already planned. Some of you may have seen on social media, media recently that uh, one uh, uh, food uh, chain, Whole Foods, is, is is coming out with the palm reader. The, where you won't have no cards or uh, or anything, you will you will hold the palm of your hand to pay for whatever you get. That's that's they are fixing the roll up. Uh, Whole Foods company is going to be the first store to do that. This thing's been coming together in secret, and both parties has been in it on it. Whether you want to say you're a Democrat or Republican, we've had Republicans and Democrats been helping to mold this system together for years. And it's right here at the doorstep, folks. Like I said, we better wake up and smell the coffee. He said, he himself shall also drink the one who takes the mark, worships the beast and all that, He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest Day or night, who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. Amen. Now, many, many years ago, the old-timey ones, they didn't, they weren't living in the technology we have today. And my dad was one, he thought we'd all have a tattoo, you know. With all you, all you walk around here, and you they'd see a tattoo on your six 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 on your forehead, but when you go back now and you look, it don't say on, it says in. Amen. Uh, uh, fully explains the chipping system. Amen. That there will be in, in, inserted eventually, but the point I want to break out right here, he said they have no rest, day or night. Hallelujah. This alone, church, speaks of the endless torments of hell. Hell will be a place of no rest. And what exactly means? What it means is there ain't going to be no rest from the judgment which will come to all who reject the mercy of the Lamb of God. In other words, when he said there ain't going to be no rest day and night, but Scott, there ain't going to be break, any kind of break from the pain. This, right, this one verse right here kills that thing. It says, well, we all might be cast to hell, but we'll burn up and it'll soon be over with. Not according to this Bible. Not according to what your Bible says. I don't care what these modern liberal preachers want to tell you. Most of them don't even believe in hell no more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's not going to be no rest day and night. All this stuff is happening. You ain't gonna get a break from the pain. You ain't gonna get a break from grinding your teeth. You ain't gonna get a break from the sorrow. Knowing and also, do you hear something most people don't consider? Everybody that the devil's got hooks, hooked on drugs and alcohol. You ever you ever seen somebody go through withdrawals? It's not pretty, is it? Amen. I I have seen people come to the altar giving their life to God. And I, know, I, know, I know Sister Darlene knows what I'm talking about. I've seen it many times over the old church. And while we're praying for the people because God's trying to clean them up and put the Spirit of God in, they, they go through DTs right there in front of us. Start going through withdrawals from the drugs, from the alcohol, from the tobacco. Well, having no rest day or night means you ain't going to get a break. You're going you're to have to experience all those things that has got you hooked on for eternity. You're going to spend eternity going through withdrawals because there ain't going to be no way to quench your habit. Think about that. Hell is 10,000 times as bad as any worse thing that's ever happened to you, but see, here's the good news. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus said, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I, I'll give you rest." <laughs> Lord, Lord. Jesus says, come to me. I'm going to give you something that you ain't going to get if you refuse my love and refuse my mercy and refuse my grace. Hebrews 4 and and I'm going to wind up. He said, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience he says let us be diligent to enter that rest." how you do that you want to receive the rest of God I don't care what you're dealing with if you just humble yourself and approach the throne of grace to obtain mercy to find help over your situation the Lord is able the Lord's able to cleanse you, clean you, fill you, and give you rest of whatever it is that's pulling at you and tormenting you. When I was a teenager, 16 years old, Centennial Avenue under a tent, two doors down from where the house and the store was there that Brother and Sister McNeese lived in the little store that they run there. Two doors down on the corner was a beer joint. And when we started that Tim revival in the back backyard, there was a, a big deck out back of that honky tonk. And they got, we had the speakers up and we were worshiping, praising God. They came out on the deck, sitting out there uh, drinking their Coors and listening to this little skinny guy. I was skinny back then. Preach. And by the third night of that revival, when we gave the altar call, there was a couple men came down. I don't know what kept him from falling off the deck. But came down, came under the tent like this. He knelt at the altar. Some self-righteous Christian folks, I got I got the word it. why would they want to waste time praying for a drunk? But so help me God. I watched Brother Johnson, one of them, when he held down there, he was drunk as cootie brown, but when he stood up, he was as sober as I am right now. That's Jesus giving somebody rest.
2: That's Jesus giving somebody rest.
1: Sometimes, sometimes the devil gets in my mind he tries to make me think, what have you ever done for God? But I can look at times like this and I can tell the devil, I've been doing this for God most of my life and thank God I've seen him come, healed, set, free, and delivered. So you come to me too late, devil, to tell me I ain't done nothing for you. Let me move on The final thing describing hell it's a lake of fire. Now Darlene could care less. She's not a water dog like I am. I took her to Niagara Falls. To me, the most grandest place on on earth. She says, okay, I see it. Let's go. She don't care about water, but now I look at some of these lakes and they lake Tahoe, you know, some man, I just beautiful. Uh, But there's a lake that's not so beautiful. And it's not just the hell that's the grave, but it's the lake that. Hell, the grave, and everything else is going to be cast into a lake of fire. I think everybody you've seen on TV, uh, volcanoes erupting, and you see that lava flowing and just liquid, um, uh, hot fire. I mean that high, that's just. Kind of put that into your mind. We're talking about a a lake afar. The last scripture I'm going to read, Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 and 15. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead small and great, standing before God. And books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades. Some Bible translation says death and hell. Death and Hades. Delivered of the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second. Death, and anyone not found written in the Book of Life, the Book of Life. This is not a church roll book. This is this is not your name being put on the church roll. You better make sure your name is written in the Book of Life. And it's not written ink. It's written with the blood of the Lamb of God. Anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There's nothing as bad as hell. Today, those of us who have received salvation, stop for just a minute. And let's go ahead, everybody, just stand to your feet. If I've said anything at all during this message to, to stir you, and you've you received salvation. Here in a minute, I want you to just take the time to say, Lord, thank you for my salvation. Thank you for the price you paid at Calvary. Because what he paid for is to finish work I didn't, couldn't live it before and I can't live it today but he lived it for me and his righteousness was applied to my life. He made me righteous when I wasn't righteous because he, Jesus never told a lie but on that cross he become a liar. Jesus never stole nothing but on that cross he become a thief Jesus never lusted after a woman but he come an adulterer and a homemonger on that cross hallelujah he never got drunk in his life but he come a sot while hanging on the cross he took the sin the weight of sin of the whole world he was the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world So if you have received that salvation, take a moment or two to thank Him. Thank Him for what He's done for you. But if you're here and you don't know for sure, I promise you, folks, you don't want to go to this lake of fire. And then all of us, we need to pray to help God and help us be more diligent in being a witness and to tell people about the Lord. Sometimes we refuse to say something because we don't want our family or our friends to get mad at us. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. I'd rather get them mad at me than one day me standing at the judgment and then them cast aside and then them look at me and say, we can folk. How come you never told me about this? This was the reason why I preach so hard. I don't like people mad at me. I don't want people upset with me, but God forbid I don't tell you what the book says because this this easy stuff today that's being peddled on the street as a gospel won't save nobody from a thimbleful of hell. Jesus said you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. It's got to happen. Shaking a preacher's hand is not going to help you you got to be born again. If they can put up that video that we've, we've been playing some, get ready to play it. If anybody wants to come for prayer, if you just want to come and stand and, and maybe you feel like thanking God for what He did, that you have to worry about going to this place. Or if you're not sure if you're ready, why don't you come and have a little talk with the Lord? Hallelujah. And the altars is open. Pray for a family member
3: that needs God to
1: get a hold of them. let's talk to the Lord God wants to be intimate with each and every one of us I come broken to to remember I come wounded
3: oh heal me Lord yes Lord I'm empty Lord I come to be filled
1: Lord I know I'm guilty but I won't be
3: pardoned Oh yes, yes, yes,
1: Christ. Yes. Hallelujah!
3: Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! Yes, Lord, help us, God. Give us strength. We thank you for salvation. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Help us to be the light that you want us to be. To warn people about this bad place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: God. I come broken to be mended. I come wounded to be here, I come desperate to be rested, I come empty to be filled. Hallelujah.
1: Let's give the Lord a hand a clap of praise. I want to thank you for being considered and kind listening to me a little bit longer today than what we normally do. But I think, I hope and pray that everybody can see that God is definitely dealing with me about this message. And I'm going to read one final scripture, one a scripture that most of you can quote. But remember this, folks: there are some things in life that you can bypass. You may be traveling on the highway, and uh, you don't you don't want to go through the heavy traffic of a, of a big city and you come up on the bypass and you say, well, I'm just going to go around because I ain't got no business right now. I'm going to go around. There's a lot of things that we bypass, a lot of things we, we skip or avoid. Hallelujah. But this is one thing, Brother Pat, we can't skip. On the day of Pentecost, the crowd heard Peter preach a message and after he preached that message, this is what happened. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? You pointed out clearly about this place. There's nothing as bad as say but what, what shall we do? How will avoid it? Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and let everyone, not just the ones who who feel like it, but let everyone be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission or forgiveness or remittance of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God that He gave us the plan. And you don't have to think about the worst day ever happened to you no more. Just forget it. Amen. Go on and see who you can help lead to Christ. Yes. Uh, remember Wednesday night Bible study, 7 o'clock? Uh, let's bow our heads and thank God for this service. Father, we come to you today. We thank you and we praise you for this tremendous service. It's been, I I can leave here today feeling like I've been at church, God. But bless each and every one and help us take this word that you've given us and let us always try to be a light and a witness to warn people about this place that was not created for man. It was created for the devil and his angels. But if we follow the ways of the devil, we'll end up there with him. Help us right now. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. I love you.